Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the F3 formula. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, how can I find the motivation and self-belief to get fit and healthy? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So we often find people really struggle with motivation and self-belief to make the changes they want to make in their fitness. Why do you think this is? Uh, With most people, it it simply comes down to the fact that they've not been able to do the things that they know they need to do to get the results that they want to see. Everybody knows, most people know, I'd say 99% of people know that in order to get fit and healthy, you have to to eat in a healthy way. You have to eat the right amount of food and you have to do some exercise. You basically have to live a fit and healthy lifestyle. But when people try to do that and implement that into their lives and they try and they fail and they try and they fail and they try and they fail, they can end up with very little motivation and very little self-belief because they feel completely stuck and completely unable to see any results in the mirror. Yeah, it's no surprise. I wouldn't have any motivation to do something if every time I tried, it just didn't really work out or it worked for a little bit and then I undid all my hard work again. This is what we see time and time again, especially with busy working women is they, they're trying to get in shape, they try and follow this fitness plan that seems to have worked for these other people and then they either don't see the results um, or they don't, um, or they see the results and then they undo all the results again. Um, so this is for a few reasons. So what, what reasons do you usually find people struggle to, to see results from these kind of fitness plans? Okay, so if we do a quick comparison, can you? is my whiteboard all working? Fine? Yeah, it's looking good. So if we have on one side of the equation, I'm going to call, this is going to be here, ponytail. I always put ponytails on my female characters. Don't know why she looks so unhappy. Cockeyed. We've got Claire on this side. And do you want to pick another name, Rob? Uh, this is going to be Emma. Emma on the other side. So if we look at Claire as somebody who's, who, who is the person who gets that amazing transformation in the mirror uh, in the progress photos and sees no problem with following a healthy lifestyle, sticking to healthy habits, um, the problem that Emma is going to fall into is she looks at Claire's results and she thinks, why are my results not like that? Not knowing that Claire may be a person who is single. So when I've been single, I know for a fact that you have a lot more time to yourself when you're single. You're only looking after one person, you're not looking after everybody else. Claire may have no kids. Before you get to the, the, the no kids one as well, single, there's a big motivation to get in shape when you're single because most of us want to find Mr. or Mrs. Right, don't we? There is, yeah. So you've got that kind of built-in motivation. Secondly, you've got no kids, which obviously means you've got a lot more time. You've got a lot less stress as well. Um, and a lot more responsibilities for yourself. Um, the next set, she might have no job. Or like, yeah, so imagine, like a low pressure job or something. Imagine Claire doesn't have a job because she has a very wealthy parents and luckily they have gifted her a huge sum of money so she doesn't have to work. She's in the, the position where her life is very, very easy and very, very stress-free. So Claire's life is low stress, lots of time. So if we go on the other side of the equation, 
um, to Emma, who's looking at Claire's progress photos and thinking, wow, Claire's been so determined. She's gone, she's done her four workouts a week, um, every single week. She's eating really well, tracking all of her calories. She's got loads and loads and loads of time to prep meals and cook everything from scratch and do everything perfectly. Um, Emma can feel kind of disheartened because she's simply not able to do this. Now, if I look at Claire, me and Rob, me and you, Rob, have both been in the situation of Claire at some point. The time I can think back to the most was it was a time at uni where I think we'd finished or handed in some kind of project and we didn't have jobs because we had our student loan coming in. We didn't have kids. We were single guys. Our only focus at that point was to get in shape for this charity fashion show photo shoot thing we were doing. And that meant we could go to the gym five times a week, spend two hours in the gym five times a week. We could be absolutely perfect with our nutrition, spend all our time just cooking, eating, going to the gym, relaxing and sleeping. It was extremely, extremely easy to stay fit and healthy in this situation. But where I think people we lose were, their motivation. We were super motivated as well, weren't we? Because we were like single or basically just about getting into relationships, but not really in a relationship that seriously. Mm. Just trying to really impress this person or find the person. So I remember like the motivation was really high. So if we look at the other side of the coin, say Emma is in a relationship. Yeah, maybe she's married. She may be married, she may just be in a long-term relationship living with a partner. Um, she may have kids, which then reduces the time she's got. She has a high-pressure job. Let's see if I can fit that in. Oh, it's gonna be two lines. Makes me a little bit unhappy. But she wor <laughs> she's, she's working a lot of hours, she might be working, you know. She could be just working nine to five, or she could be working more, to, more than nine to five. She could be working nine to six, or an eight to six, or whatever other job hours but basically she's working a lot of hours and she's been a job which gives her a high amount of stress and a low amount of time so the way her life is and all of the responsibilities and the job that she has mean that she experiences high stress and experiences low time so when it comes time to you know i've got to fit in she looks at what Claire's doing and says, okay, Claire's succeeding. She's doing five workouts per week, spending 10 hours a week in the gym. She's prepping all of these meals and spend, even has time to take photos of all her meals and post them all on Instagram and post all these amazing photos of herself working out in the gym. Um, when Emma tries to do that, she suddenly finds she doesn't have time to cook all these meals. It's impossible to fit in going to the gym five times a week. And she just says, well, if I can't do what Claire does, I'm never gonna be able to succeed. So. I'm just gonna have to, I'm gonna give up. And then the motivation goes. Um, and then she stops believing she can do it anymore because she feels trapped with all of this stress and all of this responsibility. And even if she does try, there's all this guilt of like, oh wait, but my boss has got all this pressure on me to complete this project. And then uh, my other half wants me to like do this and that, need to look after the house. Uh, maybe I've even got kids to ferry around to events, uh, to activities in the evenings, activities at the weekend. It's a completely different scenario, isn't it? Yeah, so she's kind of looking at her life and thinking, if I add fitness into this equation, maybe I'll have to remove something. I might have to, you know, remove my, some of my family life, remove part of my relationship, remove part of my job or change careers. And, look, and there's not many people who kind of want to do any of those things. No, that's not realistic for most people to make no. at least at least all those changes at once. That's that's going to be way too much. So this this solution here is going to be specifically for the person who's like Emma. So if you're there and you're thinking, you know, I have a busy, stressful job, 
Um, you may or may not have kids, you may or may not be in a relationship, but ultimately your life is high stress and you do not have a lot of time for yourself, which means you find it difficult to get in shape and then your motivation is at an all time low because you've tried and failed over and over and over again. So what would you say, Rob, is the first step to getting out of this situation or this trap that a lot of people find themselves in? Yeah, so it is a, it is a bit of a trap, but often we don't even know we're in this trap. But if, if, if there's any of these red flags that things Ben have mentioned that are kind of resonating with you, then you probably are in this trap at some level, like where, where you've got so many responsibilities and the guilt and the stress is then stopping you being able to succeed. And then you start to think this is never going to work. And then the motivation falters, doesn't it? Then the motivation, the self-belief slowly erodes away every time you try and do another plan or another diet or another workout um, approach and it doesn't work out. So the first thing I would, the first thing I'd look at is probably not what people would expect. I think most people would expect we need to go, okay, we need a different type of diet or we need a different type of workout program. Maybe, maybe if we did HIT and it only took 10 minutes a day or like a, a short workout or we did like some sort of special diet that burnt fat in a really easy way that would work. But in my experience, same problem happens, still doesn't work. So what we really need to look at is why this stuff is happening. Like why, what, what is the core reasons why people's life ends up like this? Why their life ends up so out of balance? Because what tends to happen is people's life tends to end up being all about work or all about family or maybe a bit of both of those and then there isn't space for anything else. So people's lives end up, what we would say is out of balance. Their lives end up being one dimensional all work, 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 sacrificing themselves for their career, for their boss, for the cause, whatever their company is they're working for, or sacrificing themselves for their family maybe, or maybe a bit of both. So maybe they're just doing everything around the house, the chores, the laundry, um, the cooking, the cleaning, on top of this high pressure, high achiever career they're going for, and there's no space left. So what we really need to do is to dig down into your beliefs or into people's beliefs and this is what we do with a lot of our clients is we help them to first understand what is driving their behaviors because if we don't change your beliefs you will never be able to change the way you balance your life and rebalance your life and if you don't rebalance your life you'll forever just be having to cut fitness out of the equation the minute work gets busy or the minute family life gets busy so we really need to take things back to basics most people want to rush into the fitness plan, but when, we, when people rush into the fitness plan, what we tend to find is they just fall down the same pit. They always fall down. Work gets too busy. Family life gets stressful. Funnily enough, you do the same thing you've always done, which is you're going to have to quit on that. So yeah, we're digging into the beliefs. So maybe you want to draw up this little um, sequence, like a little flow chart or something. For those of right. you who are watching the video. What should we start so with? The first thing I would say is we look into, um, well, what I call it in, a, in our F3 fast track training is reality. So we look first of all at reality. So where you are now and where you're spending your time. Yeah. Because most of the time we skip, skip through all of these phases, but we really need to figure out what's driving your life. So for example, a lot of my actions in my life were driven by my upbringing, a really high pressure upbringing to be uh, academically successful. I think Ben had a very similar upbringing. So my dad, especially, my mum wasn't didn't put too much pressure on me for this, but my dad was always like, oh, "What results did you get at school? Anything less than an A was not good enough." Um, I mean, Ben knows the story where 
for my GCSEs, my dad said to me, um, if you get an A or an A star, I'll give you, I think it was a hundred pounds for an A and 200 pounds for an A star. Cause he knew I wanted to save up for my first car. Um, and I didn't have the money. So that motivated me, but he also said, if you get a B, I'm going to fine you 200 pounds. If you get a C, I'm going to fine you 300 pounds. If you get a D, I'm going to fine you 400 pounds. So I had the potential to lose a shit ton of money. And this is obviously kind of interesting psychologically. <laughs> um, it worked for me, but it also made me this crazy high achiever, this kind of behavior that meant that I could not accept anything other than the best. And I would always think work is the most important thing for a very long time. And it's still something I have to work on to this day. So the best way to figure out what your beliefs are is to look at how you spend your time, to look at your realities. This is one of the things we do with people is we dig into this. We do something called the freedom finder exercise and we look at exactly how you're spending your time and then what that means. So you can start to change the beliefs that are driving your entire life. Because if you don't change these subconscious beliefs, You'll, you'll continue to self-sabotage forever. And this is what we see. If you believe work is the most important thing above everything else, or you believe looking after the family is more important than ever looking after you, you will always look after the family first, you'll always get your work done first, and you will always come last, and you probably never ever get in shape. People like this are the ones that end up age 50, age 60, extremely overweight, all sorts of illnesses and conditions because they've sacrificed themselves for everyone else. And I don't want people to end up there. So it's important to understand this from, from this point, is we all like to think we're confident on the outside, but on the inside we have these, these um, traits which, which we don't truly like about ourselves that we're trying to cover up. So Ben, do you have any examples of this in your life? Um, I think mine's kind of just the, the, the main one would be the same as, the same as your one. So it was always at school, it was kind of like, um, I would always say, you know, I'd say to my mom, like, oh, I got, I did a test today, I got 70%. She'd say, oh, what did dear friend Luke get? And she'd say, I'd say, oh, we got 75. She'd be like, why didn't you get 75? So it was always like this game of moving goalposts, never quite feeling like I'd achieved success unless everything was, um, was perfect. And then this created a belief. I don't know if this was, it's always hard thinking where these beliefs came from, but I identified that the belief existed, that I had this feeling that I just wasn't good enough. Um, I say that would, that would probably be, it was reinforced when I was, I think about 16, 17, I had a girlfriend who went out to a party and then she went out and she decided she was gonna get with some other guy who I thought at the time was way cooler than me. He was way cooler, way more popular. So again, that just reinforces the belief, Ben, you're not good enough, which is why your girlfriend went off and found somebody else. So this, oh, this belief of kind of I'm not good enough led to me having um, in, like deep down inside all of this insecurity around my own self-worth. And that would kind of, it, it would lead to me kind of projecting that onto other people. So because I didn't feel good enough, I couldn't tolerate anybody else not being like at a really high standard. So then I'd be, you know, I'd complain and put people down and try and drag people down to my level and always try and prove I was better than other people. And I saw everything as kind of a competition, including relationships, which for me led to lots and lots of problems and arguments and fights and struggles in relationships for a long, 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 long time. And until I dug into that belief system and, you know, realized that my whole life was driven by this belief that I wasn't good enough, then kind of just rewired that and, and instead taught myself, you know, I am good enough and I do have self-worth. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Then everything, relationships, 
business, work life, um, exercise, everything became much, much easier because I didn't have to be this perfectionist. I didn't have to beat everybody. I didn't have to be better than anybody. And I could be happy being, you know, whether I do, whether I get 50% in something or whether I get 100%, it doesn't matter. As long as I did my best, I can then be happy. So changing that belief changed all of the behaviors that I was that I was showing in my life. So if we look at it like this, if I spelled belief right, I'm really bad at spelling that word. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had this belief. The belief was then driving my actions. So, you know, I was causing problems in my relationships, all of those kind of things, which then was driving my results jumping from relation, one relationship to the other, never really feeling truly happy or fulfilled in any of those relationships. And then those results would then feed into my beliefs again because I failed in the relationships. That then feeds into me feeling like, oh, you're a failure because your relationships never work out. It's all your fault. So then that fueled the belief, which then drove the actions again and the results. Then you just get into this downward cycle that you can never get out of. And the only part you can, well, if you try and change the actions, for example, you try and let's say your problem is, um, I had a, it's it's a fitness plan problem. Let's say that your some of your beliefs are stopping you from being able to stick to or prioritize your health and fitness. If you just try and change the actions, this is what happens when people they start a new diet plan, they start a new exercise plan, they they change the action. Um, maybe they see better results for a while, but then always ultimately, if the first sign something goes wrong, the first time they slip off track they're back into that negative belief pattern, which then feeds into their actions again, they give up on the plan, they give up on themselves, they go back to their own ways. So until you change this belief that kind of drives everything, um, it doesn't matter how many fitness plans you try and do, it doesn't matter how many times you try and force the outcome to happen, it's not gonna happen because the way your brain is set up will not allow it to happen. You'll always default back to your underlying belief systems, which are kind of the lowest level of everything you can do yeah this this ultimately means people end up living this it's and we found this ourselves we both had this same sort of journey before we we started getting into this was you end up not living life on your terms you end up almost feeling like what the hell's happened to me like why am i doing these things i don't even understand why i'm making these same mistakes over and over and over self-sabotaging whatever it may be for me it was overworking and working and working to try and prove i was good enough um, at the detriment of everything else. So I'd sacrifice my relationships. I wouldn't see my girlfriend. And when I saw her, I wouldn't be present. I'd be on my phone checking email, snapping at her because I was pissed off about something with work or stressed out about something with work. Um, I wouldn't be seeing the rest of my family again because the work was all consuming. And I had to reach this goal before I could do things with them. And even my fitness for quite a long time was taking a backseat because I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll worry about this once I've achieved this in my, in my work or work's more important. So I'll work until I finish my work for the day, which inevitably would go on forever. And then, then I'll go to the gym and then it wouldn't happen. So this brings us on to the next step. So step one was to look at the realities of how you're spending your time. And then step two is what I call roadblocks, which is learning to deal with your roadblocks, as Ben was saying, your mental roadblocks through a process we call the thought transformer. So stage one is looking at reality. Stage two is learning to deal with your mental roadblocks because if you don't deal with these mental roadblocks, as Ben said, the minute something doesn't quite go to plan, you'll go, look, there's proof that I cannot do this. And this is where the motivation self-belief goes down and down and down because you go, oh, look, I missed my workout this morning. 
I failed. I must be a failure. And therefore you go, well, screw this whole fitness thing. I'm just not good at it. I can't do it, whatever it may be. And then you go, well, I'm good at work. I'm really successful at work. So I'm just gonna go and do what I do best and just work even harder to prove that I'm not a failure whilst actually feeling like a failure. And no one talks about this. This is the crazy thing. Like the fitness industry is all about, oh, maybe if we just did another diet or another, we, we get some more recipes, then you'll be able to succeed. Maybe if we had 15 minute recipes, oh no, maybe if we had 10 minute recipes, maybe if we had five ingredient recipes, then it'll be easy enough for you to succeed. Maybe if the workouts, instead of being an hour, were 20 minute, these hit ones, then you might be able to succeed. It's all bullshit, in my opinion. It's all bullshit because it's not ever dealing with the root cause of the problem, which means you just go round and round in circles. No matter how you dress up the solution, it's still the wrong solution for most people. As we said, for some people, sure that stuff works. For people with no commitments, no family commitments, very easy or low stress work, um, like Claire, as we talked about, no kids, maybe no job at all, not difficult to get in shape. But when you start piling on the, the responsibilities of a really high pressure job, and then maybe uh, trying to also keep your relationship going, keep your social life going, if you've got kids, then also looking after them, it's not, no surprise that most people find this very difficult and no one is really teaching this because most people who are creating these fitness plans, most personal trainers are single young people that have never had any commitments. So step two is to look at your roadblocks and to slowly start to question and change those beliefs you have about yourself. So slowly but surely following a process, we use a process called the Thought Transformer, you can start to shift the way you perceive yourself. And we do this a couple of ways, but one of the key ways is looking at how you perceive other people because what you can't stand in other people is often what you can't stand in yourself and then that's often what's driving your behaviors. So Ben, do you wanna give a quick example of how, how that could work? Like a, a trait you perceive in someone else is actually something that you can't stand about yourself. It, it will be that, uh, that everybody has, there'll be certain words that if you read that word or if somebody calls you that word, it like, it affects you deeply to your core. You feel it and you cannot tolerate being called this. So if somebody calls me stupid or an idiot, those words really trigger me. I can't, I can't tolerate those things. So if I'm gonna pick on what somebody else is doing, if I'm watching someone do something and they're doing it in a stupid way, I'm gonna be like, look at that stupid idiot over there doing that thing. Because I've never been able to tolerate, you know, being called stupid or being called an idiot. But it's gonna go back to all of that, you know, the way I was raised as a child and which, Look, you, you know, it pushed me to do really, really well academically. But also, the reason I did really well academically is because I couldn't tolerate the thought of being stupid or not being clever. So, you know, I've got a master's degree in engineering and straight A's in all of my school career, all because I couldn't tolerate this belief of being uh, an idiot. But that is kind of the thing that triggers me most and I'll see most in other people. Um, and I think one yeah, important thing one to example. note whilst you're saying this is like, you don't have to give up on the positive sides of these traits, the things that serve you. So if it helps you succeed, Ben now doesn't have to go and live in the woods um, <laughs> and sing Kumbaya. He doesn't have to give up on all his dreams, but what you can learn to do is then to um, manage the side, of it, the side of those traits which is not healthy, which might be, as Ben said, getting all competitive in relationships, um, or being intolerant of people who are stupid or whatever it may be, or he thinks of being stupid. Um, but then use the positives to like work hard, create good, good products, whatever it may be. 
So there's yeah, two so sides like, to all uh, of these traits. It's like turning it on and off whenever you need it. So let's say I'm going to do some work. I turn on the crazy work ethic. I have to be a high achiever button at that point. And then I go and hang out with my girlfriend on date night. I just turn that down. I'm just like, I'm just enjoying my life, having fun, chilling out. Work is not a, not an issue for me today. Uh, side note, I wanted to add something. This is fitness related. We don't usually put fitness related bits in this uh, <laughs> thing. But I probably should. I was listening to a podcast the other day, you probably listened to the same one, Rob, with a guy called uh, Lane Norton and some other nutrition guy. He's a yep. big big name in nutrition, personal trainers will love him, but that's Don Diagostino is the other one. The main thing I, I thought from that was, when you were talking about people getting stuck in this cycle because their belief systems continue to, you know, it means they're on track, off track, on track, off track, lose the weight, gain the weight, over and over and over again. The thing they found in that cycle is it, there's a, a really dramatic effect that happens if you lose weight by reducing calories and then you put the weight back on again, every time you go through that cycle, it, your body it sets, sets itself up so you gain the weight back twice as fast and then it's, it's like twice as difficult to lose the second time. And then the third time you do it, you gain the weight back three times as fast and it's three times as difficult to lose. So every time you go through these cycles, the longer you stay in this cycle, the worse a position you put yourself in, your body like physiologically, for getting to that ideal fit and healthy state that you want to that you want to be in. That was just a side note. But if you know about this and you know how to get out of the cycle, all you need to do is you change the belief patterns, you eliminate those roadblocks, and then it just takes it just takes one time to get in shape. That's it. It takes one time. You do it once, and if you've removed all of the beliefs that were stopping you from staying in shape, then you can continue indefinitely. And I think the one thing that holds a lot of people back from getting started with um, health eating and exercise, especially if they've lost self-belief and lost motivation, is simply because they they just don't think they can do it anymore. They just don't think they can do it anymore. But the the thing with that is, the the part of your brain which says you know you can't do it, you'll never succeed, you can't exercise four times a week, is just your belief systems. And it's as simple as you just switch those belief systems, and you can go from the person who is like I can't exercise consistently, I can't eat healthy, to the person who is like exercising. Exercise, it's easy to put exercise into my day and it's easy to eat healthy just by shifting your beliefs yeah so once you've done that that is the foundation that you must have in order to succeed and this is generally what's lacking in people who've struggled to lose weight for a long time the next phase we go into we get out of the R's and we go into the P's is we're going to go into power so we look at our reality, we learn to start overcoming our roadblocks, and then we need to build some power. So what we mean by power is another good word to describe this is capacity. So what ends up happening as you lose self-belief and as your life gets busier and busier and busier, most people don't actually increase their capacity to deal with all this additional stress, all the additional guilt, all the additional responsibilities that come with growing up as an adult and no one teaches you how to deal with this and so what ends up happening is people end up age 30 35 40 having the same ability to deal with stress and to deal with um, what's on their plate as when they were 25 when they were 20 but the problem is twice three times as much stuff is on their plate four times as much stuff is on their plate parents may be getting ill um, work is putting all this pressure on as you're a high achiever and so the stress is ramped up and up and up and yet most people have not increased their capacity to deal with stress other than just trying harder and trying harder tends to mean putting more hours in which means you're going to have even less time for fitness 
So the next thing we teach people how to, what to do is how to increase their power, how to increase their capacity. And the way I like to think about this um, is like, it's like a foundation that must be present in order to succeed. And if you think of a foundation for building, if we think of building something amazing, let's think, let's, let's say we're gonna build Buckingham Palace for the first time. Buckingham Palace is a pretty impressive building. I think the reworks that they're gonna do on it at the moment are like, what were they, 150 million or something insane that they're gonna reinvest into it. But it's a big building. Imagine trying to build Buckingham Palace on this, on a foundation that's one inch deep, that's made of sand. What's gonna happen is you're gonna start putting the bricks up to build it, maybe they, I don't know what date Buckingham Palace is, but they start to put the bricks up, but this tiny, tiny, weak foundation is just gonna crumble. And so they had this dream to build this amazing thing, and it's similar to the dream you probably have to, to have this amazing figure and be fit and healthy, which we wanna help people achieve, but they're trying to build it on this weak foundation. And so it just collapses down and then they try again and it collapses and they try again and it collapses. And this may be what's happening with you and trying to get in shape now. And so what ends up happening is they think that it's never gonna work. They think it's a problem with them, but the reality is the next problem is that their foundation is weak. And this is a hard thing to face, but most people's foundation as an adult doesn't get that much stronger because they don't learn how to do this. And so what ends up happening is they just assume there's something wrong with them when the reality is they just need to learn how to increase their capacity, increase their power by building a stronger foundation. So what we do is we help people dig down, which is first of all, looking at the reality, looking at their roadblocks, and then build this strong base. Build this strong base that then you can stay rooted in the eye of the storm. So when, when you try and build this big, amazing structure or this amazing physique, you have this strong, solid foundation. I don't know how deep the foundation is for Buckingham Palace, but I'm gonna guess it's pretty deep. It's probably like five meters, 10 meters deep, loads of concrete, big bricks down there, or big whatever they made it of back then. <laughs> and it's rock solid. Buckingham Palace is still standing, and because they've built this solid foundation first, and what we help people to do through a very, a very a sequence of techniques through our F3 daily routine is to build this solid foundation so that when life gets stressful, when life gets busy, when your boss puts all this pressure on you or you have this deadline or you have a project or you don't feel like working out, the negative thoughts start coming into your head that day, you know how to deal with it. And instead of crumbling and going back to your old ways, you can stand strong in the eye of the storm that is your life and you can get what you want. So that is what capacity and power is all about. So that is the next step that we go into through the daily routine. And I mean, Ben and I have, have done a similar very, very similar daily routine. The only thing we add onto it is stuff to do with business because we run a business. And I don't know, how would you say your life's changed in the last two and a half, three years we've been doing this routine now? Well, I'd say dramatically. The amount of, the amount I work, I don't worry about the little things so much anymore. It takes a lot more to stress me out. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, that is the main thing, the capacity to deal with stress. So in order for, to me, for, for me to get very stressed about something, it's gotta be a big problem now. It'd have to be like, you know, I was in a car crash or I lost 2,000 pounds gambling or something. It'd have to be a big deal. If it's just like, you know, um, I don't know, little things that used to annoy me, like I got to bed half an hour late or something. I don't know, whatever, some stupid things like that. Uh, or someone sends me an angry email, for example. Those that, I just don't let those things bother me anymore because I, I have the, all of the tools and all, the, all of the things I need and I put in the work kind of before the events happen so that when they happen, my my basic level of, of stress is like down here rather than living at like eight out of 10 stress. And then when a little thing happens, it pushes you to 10 out of 10 or 11 out of 10 over the edge. I'm living at like two, three out of 10 stress. 
something stressful happens, it pushes me up to maybe a three or four, and then I just bring that stress back down. So I don't go completely off the rails when the smallest things happen. That's how I describe it. And there's another important thing here with with dealing with stress that you're you're saying there. So not only is your stress level on average a lot lower, yeah. but your capacity and anyone's capacity who does this routine increases. So you can imagine capacity as like a little pipe. Um, imagine, so there's, there's various pipes in a the house. There's sewage pipes, for example. <laughs> there's uh, water pipes. A pipe can only take so much. So let's say you have a pipe that's the size of a Smarties tube. Ben's just drawing that out for you, uh, you guys who are watching uh, the video. Imagine you have a pipe that's the size of a Smarties tube. You can only get a small amount of stuff into that. You can only get a few Smarties, but let's say you're putting stress into this little pipe. You can only fit so much stress from, from work, from family life, from social life commitments inside it. There's only so much space. So if your capacity is small, you're not gonna have the capacity to then fit in these extra fitness goals you want to achieve. And this is a big problem most people face is their capacity remains small. So when life gets stressful, they have to then go, well, I can't fit everything through this little pipe, which represents my capacity. So I have to get rid of something. So my little smarty tube that represents my capacity, fitness doesn't fit in there. So what happens? We skip our workouts, stop eating healthily, go back to the old ways, the wine comes out, but the work life has to keep going. The family life has to keep going. And no one really teaches people how to increase this. So most people stay growing up with their little Smarties tube, which is all they can, they, ha they can handle. Maybe they can handle a bit more. So maybe they can handle some more work and they've expanded it a little bit. But most people don't have a system to actually expand this. So they stay stuck. And fitness forever is coming in and out depending on when it suits them, but depending on when stress is low. But what if you had a system to increase that? Well, that's what we teach. It's a system to increase that capacity. So you go from a Smarties tube to a drain pipe, to an industrial sized sewage pipe, which I think are so big. I've seen them in films, you've probably seen them too. I think in, uh, in The Dark Knight, the one with Bane and Tom Hardy, looking all muscular. The sewage pipes are so big, people can stand up and <coughs> of them. Oof. And that is, that is what I'm talking about with capacity. If you can build a capacity from a Smarties tube to that big, think how much stuff you can do without having to drop anything. As Ben's drawn out on the picture here, now you can fit stress of work in, stress of family life in, you can fit even a social life in, and there's still space now because you've done the daily work needed to increase your capacity to fit the fitness in there, to fit eating a healthy meal, to fit not giving into the wine, to fit doing the workouts. So you can and fit all stuff. that important health stuff in there. Get some dates in there, date nights in there. Mm -hmm. You can get some relaxation, time, yeah, you've you got space more. for all of this stuff now. All those, all those things where you thought, you know, oh, I, I wish I could do this. You know, I wish I had the body. I wish I had an amazing body. I wish I could feel confident on the beach. I wish I could go on this dream holiday. I wish I could pick up that hobby that I, that I gave up a few years ago. I wish I had more time to spend with my friends. I wish me and my partner went on more regular date nights. Um, I wish I had more quality time with the people I care about. All of those things you can then fit in because you can deal with so much more. So the only way you can create a... The reality is to create a life you really that you really love. If you look at your life and you think, you know, these things are lacking, these things are not really working for me. The only way to create that life is going to be to go through a period of change. Going through any period of change is going to be difficult. It's going to be stressful. If you already have so much on your plate, you can't fit anything else in and you try and make a change, the change isn't going to happen. The change is going to be the first thing you remove. So until you increase your capacity to do things so you can do more, 
Um, you're not going to be able to change things. You're not going to be able to improve your family life. You're not going to be able to improve your relaxation and your me time and reduce your stress levels. You're not going to be able to improve your relationship. You're not going to be able to improve your social life. You're not going to be able to improve your body or your fitness or your health. Unless you are able to put more stuff on your plate, you're going to have to put more stuff on your plate. But it's when you can put more stuff on your plate and it's not stressful, it's much, it's easy to make a change. Absolutely. So that is the stage we call power, increasing that capacity to then make the changes you want. Because most people try and make the changes without increasing their capacity. And funnily enough, that does not work. Then you just end up trying, works for a few weeks, maybe a few months, life gets too busy, then you end up removing those changes again, go back to square one. And this is how most people end up stuck, especially as their life gets more busy and more stressful, more hectic. So after power, we have one final phase of preparation before you can go ahead and start making the changes you actually know you need to make. That is what we call purpose. Oh, heard. 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 <laughs> New purpose. word. Purpose. There we go. So this essentially is basically setting a vision for yourself for the future and then breaking that down into small actionable goals that we call targets so that you can then have something achievable to go and achieve now. And then if you keep adding these little targets up, eventually you'll achieve that vision. So as Ben's written here, basically what is it you want? And then we'll break that down into smaller steps that you can go ahead and achieve. Because I don't know about you, Ben, but I find a lot of people the biggest mistake they make when it comes to setting goals, first of all, they haven't done any of that preparation. So they haven't faced their reality. They haven't overcome the roadblocks. They haven't increased their power. But then after all of that, they rush straight ahead to setting goals, but they then, they then go ahead and just set, they want to achieve this crazy big goal. Let's say they want to lose three stone. They want to do it in like three months or two months or buy a wedding that's in November and it's already October. They want, they want to achieve so much but they, they want to achieve it all, all now. And the minute they don't see it happening as fast as they want to in this crazily short, high pressure timescale, then they give up on themselves again because it seems impossible. Yeah. Like what advice would you give someone to, to try and set, set meaningful, purposeful goals? So yeah, the, the importance of setting goals is something that definitely should not be es underestimated. So we, we work with a lot of people one-on-one -on -one helping them set their goals. Um, and we tend to find people, if you ask people about, especially people who are career driven, so if we're talking about Emma in our example, um, if you ask somebody where they want to be in two years time in their career, they're very clear, they're like, I want to get this promotion, I want to be in this, do this, I want to do all of these courses, I want to have done these things, I want to increase my salary this much. They're very clear on where they want to go and that, for that reason, they're, they're doing very well inside of their career. But when you ask them, what do you want with your body? What do you want with your family life? What do you want for yourself? What do you want to do with your free time? They tend to be like, well, I don't really know. They either don't know, or all they can see is that they want to lose weight. They're just like, oh, I'll lose weight. That's all, all I want. So when you don't set goals which are meaningful to you and which don't make you, you know, really excite you, you it can be very, very easy to lose motivation when A, you either, like Rob said, you set a goal which is too big and like, I need to lose six stone in the next, two months and then as soon as you don't stop don't don't see those results immediately you then lose focus the other side of the equation would be uh, you set yourself a goal which is like i'm going to lose two pounds in the next two months and it's so small it's just not inspiring so the goal has to be the right size it has to be something that you really want 
But I think the best way to figure this out, and we did a retreat recently. We went to Spain with nine, eight, eight of our clients. And we spent, was it five days, four or five days? Literally four figuring days, out the answer to that question number four, what do you want? That's all we did for four days. We had mindset coaching sessions every single day. We had physical um, workouts to help people figure out, you know, what their roadblocks were and what they were struggling with. But we spent four days helping people figure out what they want. Because when you find that thing, when you find the goal that really matters to you and really drives you, and it's really gonna get you to the life that you desire, and you know, you know you're really clear on why that really matters to you, it's very, very easy to achieve that goal. But if you if you set goals which don't really mean anything to you, they're just kind of something you've pulled out of thin air and you don't really care about it, that's when you find people losing motivation after a very short period of time. So the key to setting a good goal, I would say, would first to be to get clear on your reality, as we've said, you need to go through this whole process if you're gonna start setting goals. So if you look at where you're spending your time, how your life is currently, um, you can start to see which areas of your life are causing you a lot of, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of unhappiness. What are you really dissatisfied with? What affects your confidence and your happiness on a day-to-day -day basis? And then come up with a plan of how you can change those things and how you can start living a life where you feel happy every single day, where you feel super confident, where you are really proud of the person that you are, um, and where you've kind of you've got everything you want. It's all in balance. It's all good. Everything is working in in harmony and if you can figure out what that vision is then your goal should be a step which takes you towards your ultimate life the life that you would love to be living so that's the short version <laughs> but I we think spend that's for people to be getting started with what are you going to say we spend um, all of this process here we inside of our, our latest program which is called the f3 fast track all of this here takes place in it's a four-week period, isn't it, to, to yeah, go through all of this? Yeah, this is four weeks. So before you, before somebody even, you know, goes in the gym, tracks a single calorie, goes and makes any, you know, decisions about what they're going to eat, how they're going to eat, how they're going to exercise, all of that, they get, we get them clear on all of this. So when you start, it's not like you're doing workouts from day one, which is what every other program would do. It'd be like, okay, you've joined, here's some workouts, go do some hit sessions, um, and then when you failed, come back and, you know, submit a support request and we'll see if we can give you a quick little pep talk to get you back on track for another week and you'll fail again. Then we'll give you another pep talk and you'll fail again and then eventually you'll leave, but it's okay because it's gonna be taking your money. That's, that's the approach I see a lot of people taking in fitness. With us, we're thinking how do we help a person to make this easy mentally to succeed? So the biggest problem people have, and the, we got the title for this training from asking people on emails, what's the, what's the biggest struggle you have? It was how do I find the motivational self-belief to get fit and healthy? The first thing we help people with is finding that motivational or self-belief. So if you're the person who doesn't feel like you can do it, following this kind of approach where you, you spend you know up to a month figuring out how to get your self-belief back, I would say is the best thing you can do before you even start on fitness. I don't know what question I just answered there. I went a little bit off topic, but... <laughs> That's okay. And we keep this super simple. That's the other thing to say is a lot of people have so much on their plate and then a fitness plan puts so much more on their plate. They, as Ben was saying, it goes, oh, let's do five workouts now. You're gonna go straight into doing five workouts a week, cooking these, prepping these healthy meals every single night. They go into all of this stuff. And it's no wonder people lose motivation because they haven't spent the time to figure, to overcome these roadblocks in the past, to build more power and start understanding how to do that and to set meaningful goals. 
and they just go into trying to do everything on top of this with this small capacity and so they just end up funnily enough starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and what we're trying to do is create a lasting change because let's be honest we used to create fitness programs like ben just created too we could made them better and better and better and better and studied more and more science listened to more and more podcasts with experts went to talks events seminars didn't matter how technically good we made these fitness plans for people with these busy hectic lives they would not work and so we were really not okay with taking people's money for this kind of thing once we realized we needed to slow things down we need to simplify things and we need to make sure we've got the foundation right before we get people even starting off with this kind of thing and the second thing we realized was a lot of areas of life beyond fitness have an impact on fitness so not having any fun for yourself ever having no social life or limited social life having a disconnected relationship where you haven't had sex for weeks or months that will make you feel like shit and that will mean yeah then your self-belief goes out the window and then you're not going to succeed with fitness you're not going to have the motivation because you don't feel good about yourself and you can hide in your work because that's what you do best i understand because that's what i do best but ultimately it was never going to change and so this is why this is the way we found that works absolutely best for people who have these high high achieving jobs these high pressure careers the the constraints of family life who also want to have a social life who also still want to have fun and so go on then you get you finish your point i've got a thing that is it links back to your previous thing but keep going that's that's basically the end of my point i'll just keep summarizing it <laughs> i was gonna say it was interesting what you said before how we avoid overwhelming people we fully realize that every person who works in our program starts with this this thin pipe where they don't have they can't add much to their plate so all we add is this little thing here we just add the f3 the f3 system here doesn't take up too much space fits into your life it's an hour a week on a call like this with rob um, and a few exercises in like a paper manual which makes it so you're not messing around on apps and you're not I've, messing around on... I've got an... Well, this, this is a printout version. We do have a proper version. You're not messing around with apps and PDFs and stuff. It's just you know, fill in a few blanks. You do this anyway. You can do it at your desk at work. You can do it when you've got five minutes free. So we fit in this tiny little bit of work here. And then over a four-week period, we try and increase you up to that larger capacity, which then means you're able to start adding in the things. You're able to start adding in the fitness, the health, going on dates, improving your relationship, having a great social life. You can get all of that stuff in because you've spent this time working on, on improving your capacity without and then you, overloading yourself. And then you're going to feel motivated and then you're going to have the self-belief. This is the purpose of all of this, to bring it back round to our topic. Once you realize you can start to fit the stuff in, once you start to believe in yourself and overcome the roadblocks and beliefs from the past, then you will start to believe in yourself. And that is where the motivation and self-belief starts to come back. Once you believe it's possible, once you set yourself goals that really matter, that are not something impossible for you to achieve, once you create this, and for everyone we work with, we create their, they create their own custom plan along with us that will work for them, then you will have motivation because it's not just like some random guy off the internet has just sent you a PDF that he sends to everyone or said, here's a book in the post that I sent to everyone, just go ahead and, uh, and stick to that and you'll succeed. And you go, 
this is crazy. It doesn't fit around my life. It's not the kind of food I like to eat. It's not the kind of exercise that works for me. I have this injury. It's not going to work for me. Of course, none of that's going to work. So it has to be tailored to you. It has to work for you. And it has to start with the basics. So although this is um, what we've laid out here, this approach, it's, it is very simple, um, but it can be tricky. So if, if currently this is a four week long course Rob's put together uh, that Rob coaches through trainings not unlike this that we're doing now. Um, but Rob, how long do you think it took you to, to condense this whole kind of system into a four week long course? Like the, how long, what, what was the comparison between figuring it out and then the version that we've created now, the super, super simple version? Yeah, it's a good question. So we started in 2014, so no, 2013, I think. It's five years ago, creating the best fitness plan. And then we've evolved that over the years until we ended up here. Myself, I spent three years developing this F3 system along with Ben to figure out how to bring your life back into balance. So it's been a journey and I've been doing it every day um, for three years, testing it, changing it, making sure it all works. Because we try this out on ourselves. We fully understand that a busy working woman has slightly different requirements to us. So we've also made some tweaks, changes, tested it with people inside of our um, small training, our like top clients inside of our Unstoppable uh, programs. And now we're rolling it out to more people. So it took a long time. Um, and you can try and figure it out on your, by yourself, but it's a lot of a lot of hours learning, investing, I don't know, over ten thousand pounds in programs, in meditation courses, in in events, in seminars, just trying to figure out why why I was holding myself back, why other people were holding themselves back, and what is the uh, what's the root cause really of all these problems? Because I think a lot of the fitness industry is trying to solve surface level. Well, it's trying to solve these deep problems with surface level solutions and it doesn't really work. Like trying to, trying to solve your lack of motivation with a fitness plan, that's, never, like, that's obviously not going to work. If you just, a set of workouts is not going to fix lack of self-belief and low motivation. A different a recipe book cannot fix low self-belief and low motivation. Motivate? That sounded weird when it came out of my mouth. <laughs> you need something that's gonna dig deeper, that's more structured, and then you're gonna spend some quality time working through this stuff before you even get started. And if you do, honestly, it will save you years of trying and failing. Like, I'm so thankful that I learned all this stuff and was able to teach this to people now, rather than wait until like I'm 50 years old and I've sabotaged everything with my, with my own uh, crazy beliefs about working obsessively for years. Like, I would, I would have definitely just worked myself into the ground probably ruin my relationship and uh, all, for, all for what? I don't really know. So where can people go, Ben, if they want to find out more about this? Oh, if you want to find out more about this, you can go to uh, add a page here. You can go to, it's going to be, a, I'm going to get, I'm going to do text because nobody. I think text would be a better idea. <laughs> nobody in the world can read my handwriting. How do I even do text? Draw text. Go draw text mode. We're on it. There we go. And click. Right. There you go. So if you go to www.trinitytransformation.co.uk, if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's going to sound weird just because I'm typing it slowly, forward slash um, 
Best place to go is probably forward slash replay. Yes, forward slash replay, which will take you to a free training provided by myself, not unlike this training, um, which will teach you more about what the F3 formula is. So that's, it's something we've kind of mentioned today. If I just draw out a quick version of it, so this it, it involves three different areas. So it's called F3 because it involves fitness, oh, family and fun. And it's about getting all of these things into balance with a system we called F3, which basically takes you through all of this stuff that we've already already gone through. So this will kind of lay out how the F3 formula system works. Um, you can also get, there's, a, there's an hour long free training for you to watch and there's also a free download which is um, actually an extract from one of the one of the books and material that you get in the course, which will allow you to start tracking these things and start making these changes for yourself um, in your life. So I check that out. Check out the free training, and then yeah, go from there. If this is if you think this is for you, if you think this could help you, if you're a busy, stressed person with not much time who's struggled to see the results you want with your body. You're fed up of trying and failing with fitness plans. Your motivation and your self-belief are low and you know that you need to boost those things in order to succeed. This could be exactly what you've been looking for. So that almost brings us to the end of today's Trinity podcast. But before you go, we have some important information for you. Number one, if you're currently not subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher to the Trinity podcast, click that subscribe button and get yourself subscribed so you're first to hear when new episodes go live. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending them your way. And number three, last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, first of all, do the things we talk about here. And secondly, you don't pay us to do this. So instead we ask you simply to share this show with one person you think it could help today. It's only fair. This is Rob Burkhead and this has been the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you on the next one.